Blog Talk Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Tuesday night, and you know exactly what that means. It's time for the real conversation with Shayna Thornton. Let's talk America with hosts. Shayna Thornton is your radio talk show spotlighting the critical issues of today. She is certain to feature expert guests and celebrities each and every Tuesday night. She is a celebrated newspaper columnist, popular blogger, and award-winning radio talk show personality who has a passion for groundbreaking discussions. Here she is. Let's welcome the one and only, the engaging host for the national show. Please give it up for Shana Thornton. Well, good Tuesday evening to everyone out there, and welcome to the national award-winning family radio talk show, Let's Talk America, with your host, Shana Thornton, featured right here on Blog Talk Radio Network. You know, I am excited and very thankful that you have opted to tune in with us this Tuesday night. This national online and innovative radio talk show features relevant and timely topics live each and every Tuesday night at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You know, Let's Talk America with your host, Shana Thornton, is talk radio with substance. This show caters to every member of the community. This is a universal family radio talk show. Do know we exclude no one. This is your family programming. Share us with everyone you happen to know. This is a national show for every member of the community. I can't emphasize that enough. Awareness is key, and it's also critical. We believe good conversation can help impact and shape the world for good. We so appreciate you tuning in with us for the next 30 minutes or so. And tonight we will highlight the situation in Ferguson. As many of you already know, a Missouri grand jury collectively opted not to bring forth criminal charges to police officer Darren Wilson for the shooting and death of 18-year-old unarmed Michael Brown. This very high-profile case has attracted a lot of national attention. You know, the police officer who did the fatal shooting is Caucasian, while the deceased teen was African-American. Now, this fact alone, with other similar cases, has caused for some people in this nation to raise awareness to racial tensions in the community of Ferguson and throughout the nation. There are many aspects to this case. But I want to emphasize this. Above all, we have a loss, and it's a loss of life either way, and this is very unfortunate. Well, if you're like a lot of people, you may be asking, what's next for Ferguson? Where can the case go from here? Is this the end for Michael Brown's family and his advocates and supporters? Now, we have a legal expert with us tonight who will answer these questions and more. We have the one and only Dan Hosgeiser. He is with us, and he'll be joining me in just a few minutes to offer his take on this very watched case. You have to stay with us. 
You know, there is so much to be said here. We've all heard the chatter on the various social media outlets that are out there, and there has been a lot of it, and we've had a lot of feedback of it's come through Let's Talk America with your host, Shana Thornton. And we wanted to address this issue head on. We have one hot conversation for you tonight uh, with a featured legal guest expert. So you have to message all of your friends right now and let them know that it is going down. We are talking about real things that affect real people, relevant news conversation right here. We're talking about the Ferguson situation, and unless you happen to be living under a rock, you're very familiar with what's going on. If you're not familiar with the details, that is more than okay, uh, because we're going to cover that today with our legal expert, and he's going to get right into it. So enough from Shana. I'm not an attorney by a trade or skill. Uh, our guest tonight, again, Dan Hoshkeiser is on with us, and he is our legal expert. But before we bring him in, and we're going to take live questions tonight, because it's that type of show, a live show, please lend me your ears very quickly to hear a very important message. Rather than feeling jolly and carefree about the holiday season, do you begin to feel the stress that accompanies the whirlwind of events and the seasonal rush to get things done? Elite Designs has a solution for you. By offering full-service event planning, venue management, and holiday designs customized for your home or business, Elite Designs can reduce your holiday stress before it begins. We specialize in creating a memorable and inspiring holiday atmosphere, delivering your design with flawless execution tailored to meet any budget so before you start feeling overwhelmed and stressed at the thought of the holiday season let elite designs be your holiday decorating service ensuring a stunning display that will enhance your home or business plan ahead call elite designs at 800-379-1125 or visit our website at theelitedesigns.com Are you exhausted from looking for love? Give up your search. Love is not something to chase down. Getting the truth allows you to get and maintain real love. Love comes from God and only through people. Invest in learning how to define love as God does. God sees you as a priceless gift to humanity who is deserving of unconditional love, validation, and acceptance. Purchase a copy of Love Doesn't Hurt, Life Lessons for Women from Amazon.com and discover an uncommon, preternatural love that surpasses your imagination and dreams. Love Doesn't Hurt, Life Lessons for Women is a God-inspired manuscript that offers timeless wisdom and spiritual solutions for improving personal relationships, developing purpose, self-worth and identity, healing from abuse, Distinguishing love from its imposters, avoiding dangerous relationships, and steps to breaking toxic bonds. Additionally, there are life lessons on marriage, dating, sex from a spiritual perspective, and so much more. Get your copy today of Love Doesn't Hurt, Life Lessons for Women from Amazon.com. Well, 
know, tonight is a busy and critical night for Let's Talk America with your host, Shana Thornton, because we are spotlighting Ferguson. Again, we are talking about the shooting of teenager Michael Brown by police officer Darren Wilson. You know, the grand jury has decided there is no probable cause to indict. Now, this is not the same as a conviction or an acquittal. This is the process before any of that even takes place or is placed on the table. Now, I want our legal expert, Dan, to share his expertise with us, again, because that is his cup of tea. That is not mine. Now, did I happen to mention that tonight's show is live? That's right. We are airing live uh, nationwide and for our listeners um, that are abroad, and we thank you. I certainly want to say hello to everyone out there in Guam and in the Bahamas. And we are accepting live callers tonight with questions and concerns. If you want to speak to myself, of course, Shana, or the legal expert, Dan, Dan Hoshkeiser, please call 914-803-4284 and press number one. You do have to press number one so we are aware that you have a question or a comment for our legal expert who is with us, and we will bring you on, okay? Certainly, if we have time, we promise you'll get on the air. So before we bring Dan in, the highly anticipated uh, expert uh, when it comes to matters of the law, lend me your ear for just a few seconds. Creative Images Photography is a family-operated photography team specializing in weddings and portrait photography, where we create memories one image at a time. For your photographic needs, contact us today at 803-606-4519 or email us at rfw26 at aol.com. Visit our website at www. .cihoto1.com Also connect with us on Facebook. Mention this ad and you'll receive 10% off of our silver wedding collection. Remember, Creative Images Photography where we create memories one image at a time. And in the meanwhile, we are listening to Let's Talk America with Shana Thornton. Again, if you're interested in getting on the air for tonight's segment talking about Ferguson, please simply dial 914-803-4284 and press the number 1. So a member here of our staff at Let's Talk America with your host, Shana Thornton, will know you want to get on the air. Okay? We will get to you very soon. But before we allow you to ask questions or provide any feedback, please allow me to introduce our featured guest for tonight's segment. We have the one and only Dan Hoshkeiser with us tonight. He is a former prosecutor who has practiced law for many years. He is highly sought after by various national media outlets. He is the on-air personality of the very popular Talking Law with Dan Hashkeiser on Blog Talk Radio. He is here with us tonight, and he is taking your questions and your comments. Welcome, Dan, to Let's Talk America with your host, Shana Thornton. How are you doing tonight? Dan? Hello. Hold on. Make sure we have Dan with us tonight and with us. Dan, hey, how are you with us? Hey, how are you? I'm good, Shana. I was just saying, I don't think you could hear me, that I'm doing very well. I'm very happy to be on your show, but my name has been butchered. 
So let me say it. It's Hochheiser. H-O-C-H-A-G-I-S-E-R. Thank you. And and please uh, clarify that for myself and any callers also, because the name is important. And I know how that is to have a name uh, butchered here and there. But, Dan, we're excited to have you on tonight. Thanks for having me, Shane. I really appreciate it. Oh, thank you. Now, you're a legal expert. Now, as you know, the grand jury decided not to bring forth charges for police officer Darren Wilson in the fading shooting of an unarmed teenager. Now, I think this decision shocked some throughout the nation, but yet not everyone. Now, as a former prosecutor and now a defense attorney, Dan, were you surprised by this decision or no? And why or why not? I was not surprised because we had a series of leaks in this case, as you're aware. Um, There were leaks of all kinds of different pieces of evidence as the case went along, for better or worse. Uh, That's really not the way it's supposed to be with a grand jury presentation, but that's what happened. So we sort of got a sense over the last three months or so Uh, that the physical evidence in the case seemed to support uh, police officer Darren Wilson's version of events. So I personally expected there not to be an indictment, so I was not surprised. Okay. And, of course, you have legal expertise, and like you said, there were some leaks along the way. Now, Dan, the evidence was released by the prosecutor, correct, as of yesterday? That's correct, Shana. And one thing I wish would have happened here is that, you know, we have a lot of frustration, a lot of rage uh, in the public. You see uh, burning cars and looted stores in Ferguson, which is real sad. Um, And I wish that the people would sort of take a break and look at the evidence that's publicly available now. Read the testimony to really get a sense of what happened in the grand jury rather than just venting rage. You know, the phrase probable cause keeps being used. And, of course, you're an attorney, and so hearing probable cause can mean one thing for you than it does individuals who are tied to this case or individuals who look um, at the national media, the local media outlets, and they have children themselves, um, and they maybe they're African-American, Hispanic, or Caucasian, and they say, well, probable cause. They keep saying that. Now, legally speaking, what exactly had to be proved for charges to be brought forth? Because I think what we think sometimes morally does not always add up legally. So when they say probable cause, is that an uphill battle to prove or not really? I know as a prosecutor you've tried uh, many cases. Tell us your opinion. Well, not only that, Shana, but I spent a year of my career uh, presenting cases to grand juries. So I'm intimately familiar with grand juries. Uh, Probable cause, to answer your question, is fancy lawyer speak for more likely than not. It is a pretty low standard, actually. It's the standard we use in most civil cases when we're suing each other about money. Uh, It is not proof beyond a reasonable doubt, which, as you know, is the higher standard we use in a criminal trial. So the standard is uh, a minimum standard, more likely than not. And if you want, I can sort of discuss the process that played out here in Ferguson in terms of how the grand jury process worked and why people perhaps are frustrated with it. 
Okay, and, and I think clearly there's a lot of frustration. Um, I think obviously there's a lot of disappointment um, on a lot of people's part. And again, when I, and we talk about, we know this case has brought up some racial tension um, in Ferguson and throughout this nation. Uh, but for me, my own observation in this field, it seems not just to be African Americans, but also individuals um, that are Caucasian or other races, um, seem to have been baffled by saying, why didn't it even go to trial? Right, Dan, because I think we're saying we've seen, and I've even heard, listening to other national media outlets, other attorneys such as yourself, saying there has been evidence um, that was not as overwhelmingly in favor as the evidence that supposedly was in favor of Officer Darren Wilson, where individuals were thrown into trial, where they allowed another jury, not the grand jury, to decide if this person was innocent, guilty, or if there was going to be an acquittal of some sort. I mean, can you explain some of that to individuals that are non-legal individuals like most of America, how this could have happened? Sure. Just, just for the record, I don't believe that I've said what you said uh, in the past, but in any way, I understand your question. I think the problem here, Shana, is that uh, unfortunately in the criminal justice system, not all defendants and suspects are treated equally, which causes this frustration and rage and misunderstanding. Uh, generally, prosecutors, they in a shooting case, they arrest the shooter and they worry about a trial later. And I think that's really the crux of people's frustration in the Michael Brown situation, because here that was not done. They didn't put cuffs on Officer Wilson, charge him, and then worry about trial later. They did basically a trial in the grand jury, which is highly unusual. They did basically a full-blown presentation of inculpatory, meaning incriminatory, and exculpatory evidence, meaning stuff that is favorable to the defendant, in the grand jury. They they presented the good, the bad, the ugly. They presented everything, warts and all, and they said, okay, grand jurors, you decide on these five charges. And the grand jury looked at it, and they said, there's not enough here to hold them for trial. Okay. We are on Let's Talk America with your host, Shana Thornton, this Tuesday night. We're excited. We have a phenomenal legal expert with us, Dan. And, Dan, I want to make sure we pronounce the last name properly again. Give us the last name again. Hochheiser, H-O-C-H-H-E-I-S-E-R. Awesome. Dan is with us. He's giving us his legal perspective of this case. Uh, We know he has a lot of uh, legal experience. Obviously, there are other uh, attorneys or legal experts that may come in and offer their perspective, but we're thankful to have him on with us tonight. We have the uh, lines blowing up right now. Before I bring our first caller in to speak to you, Dan, live, one-on-one, let me know this. Is this the end? Can the family of Michael Brown appeal or not? Dan? I lost you for a second, Shane. Are you there? That's okay. Yes, I'm there. I'll repeat the question for you. Let me know this. Is this the end? Can the family of Michael Brown appeal this decision or not? No, they can't appeal it. If there were new evidence that were to be discovered, there could be another grand jury presentation. That's sort of a technical thing that I don't expect to happen. Um, What they can do is they can pursue a civil lawsuit for wrongful death against Officer Darren Wilson, which I do expect to happen. Okay. 
so you do expect that. Okay, thank you. We're going to take our first caller live out of Columbia, South Carolina. Uh, Columbia, of course, home of the University of South Carolina Gamecocks. Michelle, you are on with us. Michelle, we have Dan with us. He's our legal expert this Tuesday night. What's your question or concern for him dealing with the Ferguson case? Hi, Dan. I have a question. So how can murder not be illegal? Like, isn't it something called excessive force when it comes to a police officer being the amount of bullets that was emptied from his gun in addition to Michael Brown not even having any type of weapons on him? Good question, Well, it is a good question. The, 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 you know, the issue of whether – uh, Darren Wilson killed Michael Brown is not an issue. He did kill Michael Brown. The issue is whether police officer Wilson was justified in defending himself against Michael Brown in self-defense or by exercising his authorized power as a police officer to do his job. And that's the law that the grand jury was charged on. So the question is, uh, not whether he killed him, it's whether he was justified in doing so. And if you read Officer Darren Wilson's testimony, he claims, I wasn't there, but this is what he says, he says that this 292-pound uh, 18-year-old uh, charged at him and first tried to take his gun, shots went off, and then he gave chase, and then uh, Michael Brown uh, approached him again and wouldn't obey orders, so he shot him, and unfortunately he died. So it's uh, a question of whether it was self-defense or whether he acted within his lawful authority as a police officer. Let me ask you this, uh, Dan. This is a question. You answered Michelle's question wonderfully. This is a question that I know individuals I've spoken with, my colleagues or personal friends, ask. Did the question for this grand jury, and we don't know these 12 individuals that sat there and listened to all of the evidence over the past few months, but did the question of excessive force ever come into play likely? I mean, I know you weren't there either, and you're not the prosecutor for this case, but would that be something that would be viable to come up or no? Well, this isn't a uh, – excessive force is really an issue if you have a civil rights case. That's okay. not really at issue in a murder investigation. Uh, th- this issue is really pretty simple. It's whether Officer Wilson was justified in thinking that his life was in danger at the time he shot Michael Brown. So it really depends on what is going through Officer Wilson's mind at the time he shoots him. Okay. Mm. And that's what the grand jury had to decide based off all of the evidence. You know, speaking of civil rights case, um, it is quite known that the Justice Department has its own ongoing investigation. You know, Dan, what does this mean for the Brown family and the police officer involved in the shooting? Well, I think, unfortunately, it means more heartache all around because, uh, as the district attorney, McCullough, said Monday evening in his press conference, uh, the federal uh, people and the uh, Missouri people have the same information and the same evidence. and we're basically going to prolong this situation, and I don't think that the feds are going to be able to charge uh, Darren Wilson uh, based on the evidence that they have because the physical evidence just doesn't suit the case. 
Mm-hmm. We're on Let's Talk America this Tuesday night. Uh, we're excited. We have callers lined up to speak to our in-house uh, featured guest for tonight. And, of course, that's Dan. He is with us. You know, I do want to add something before we take our next caller. You know, I think for this case, for a lot of people, emotions are high. Again, as I said at the top of this segment, someone, a young man, and regardless of uh, what he would have looked like, is deceased. He was uh, fatally shot. And, of course, the grand jury had a job to decide on what they were going to do. I think, uh, from my opinion, of speaking with different individuals of different races, uh, this comes down to long-term healing. And I think for a lot of people, uh, putting a Band-Aid on it or saying, let's just move past it, um, isn't suffice for a lot of people. And I'm talking African-Americans or Caucasians or Hispanics. But we're going to let the listeners uh, speak for themselves. And we have a caller out of Pennsylvania. I'm sorry, our staff member did not get your name, but you're out of Pennsylvania, 724. Hi, you're on with Let's Talk America. Thanks. It's Joe and Philly. Um, Dan, I ha- have a comment and two questions for you. Um, first of all, do you believe Dorian Johnson hurt the case to get an indictment on the police officer? He was the first person we saw who came out and said the story with the hands up, and his sto- story was basically proven to be a lie. Do you think, my first question is, Dorian Johnson hurt the cause to get the uh, the supporters for Michael Brown to get the indictment on the cop. Uh, Joe, thanks for calling. Uh, I think that uh, it did hurt the uh, prosecution's presentation that uh, Dorian Johnson's testimony was essentially that uh, Michael Brown was shot in the back as he was fleeing Officer Wilson. And the problem with Dorian Johnson's testimony was borne out by the autopsy reports, which showed conclusively that there were no shots that entered Michael Brown's back. There were six shots that hit him, one to the right thumb, one to the bicep, two to the chest, one to the eye, and one to the top of the head, all in the front of his body. So at the time of the shots were fired, uh, Michael Brown was always facing Officer Wilson, which discredited Dorian uh, Johnson's uh, most of his testimony. Okay, my last two questions, and then I'll get off the phone. Um, first of all, should Dorian Johnson, isn't that the definition of perjury? And second of all, witness number 10, who is believed to be African-American, basically, I'm not, I'm not quoting this, said he heard a lot of lies, he heard a lot of stories, about the hands up, and he wanted to come forward and say it was not true, even though he that's the community he lived in and he was African-American. So um, I wanted to know your thoughts on that and if Dorian Johnson uh, legally should be facing perjury. Thank you. Thank you for calling, well, Joey, ter- out of Philly. In terms of perjury, uh, practically speaking, there aren't going to be, I don't believe there are going to be any perjury prosecutions in this case because I think that the district attorney wants this to be done with and doesn't want to prolong this situation. Um, and technically, it would be just about impossible to prove that uh, Dorian Johnson was intentionally lying about what he saw in a split-second time under those kinds of stressful circumstances. Maybe he actually believed he saw what he said. Um, the second part of your question about this uh, witness number 10 I must confess, I'm not familiar with that particular piece of evidence. Uh, I know there were many witnesses who initially said that they saw things, and then it became apparent after further investigation 
that they didn't see things, that they actually just overheard them or saw them on social media. Okay. Uh, that was pointed out by the DA. And those are things that are commonly uh, done, I think, when you have high-profile cases uh, such as this one. We're on Let's Talk America with your host, Chayna Thornton, and we're talking about the fatal shooting of 18-year-old Michael Brown by police officer Darren Wilson, of course, out of Ferguson, Missouri. You know, Dan, can there be any civil action taken against the police officer or the police department in Ferguson by Brown's family? Is that possible? It's not only possible, I expect it to happen. Uh, I expect uh, the family of Michael Brown to bring a wrongful death lawsuit against Officer Wilson, against uh, the Ferguson Police Department, and uh, whatever other municipalities they're going to sue. And, uh, yeah, I expect that's going to happen, and you're going to have full-blown depositions in that case, most likely, where they're going to be able to put Wilson under oath and ask him questions. Okay. All righty. And right now we're going to take a live caller out of Charleston, South Carolina. Kiva, thank you for calling us. Charleston, a beautiful coastal city in South Carolina. What's your question tonight on Let's Talk America for Dan? Um, hi, Shana. Hi, Dan. Um, hi. I just have a quick question. We are, well, we all know that um, he was not, the officer was not indicted um, on the um, charges um, brought forth. Um, but I have a quick question. So in the event that if he had, um, been indicted on this particular um, charge or case. Would that, in a sense, set some sort of precedent where his previous cases would be then in question and all other cases similar to this particular um, incident or circumstance would have um, be, I mean, would that set some sort of precedent to um, revisit those former cases by this particular officer or um, other officers in that area or just just nationally? That's a great question, Keita. So you're saying would that have set a precedent of some sort to go back and do back investigations mm-hmm. on that police officer? Okay. Dan? Well, uh, you know, Darren Wilson, by all accounts, had no disciplinary history as a police officer. From what I understand, he had a pretty uh, uneventful career, and he was basically thought of as uh, a good cop, an average cop, uh, who didn't get in trouble. This was the first time, apparently, that he ever fired his pistol. Uh, So I don't think there are other situations like this that Darren Wilson was involved in prior to Michael Brown. Um, But in terms of precedent, I don't think so. You know, each case is treated individually and is really fact-specific. So I don't think you can can infer one thing from another. Okay. You know, Dan, I know you've represented both sides, uh, meaning prosecution and defense. You know, uh, obviously different individuals in this nation have different experiences, and sometimes that's based off race, gender, religious beliefs, um, perhaps where people live. I don't think anyone can deny that part now, and that's the long side from this case alone. But, you know, you and I both know, and listeners, the many listeners we have for this show, and we're thankful for them, that, you know, 
there are good people in this world and there are bad people in this world. And I believe there are a lot of good police officers out there um, that serve their community and do right. Uh, but like anything, you know, there's you have uh, sour apples in anything. And I'm not necessarily saying that about this specific case, but you know that being in law, I know that being in journalism, physicians will tell you everybody's not great at it. You know, there are individuals in this nation uh, that are African-American, Hispanic, even Caucasian, who have claimed they've encountered police officers of both genders, of all races, who have been unfair to them, uh, that have uh, not treated them fairly, have been even treated them humanely, if you will. As an attorney, speaking as an attorney, generally speaking right now, what can an individual do if he or she feels that there has been wrongdoing by a member of law enforcement? In other words, is this an uphill battle in a sense to pursue? Well, it is an uphill battle because we have a real problem with race in this country where uh, people of color, blacks, Hispanics predominantly, are uh, treated differently, uh, particularly in major urban centers by the police, than white people are. That's just a fact. That's a fact of my, uh, my life experience and my practice okay. as a prosecutor and as a defense attorney. And that's one of the reasons we're having such a problem in Ferguson, because the black experience in America – particularly in dealing with law enforcement, is so different from the white experience. So you have a whole generation of black kids in inner cities who are used to being thrown up against walls and searched by the police, and this breeds a mistrust and, uh, you know, terrible hostilities between the police and the minority communities. And unfortunately, it culminates sometimes in cases like the Michael Brown cases in great rage. Okay. Yes. Mm. And, of course, we know the tension uh, continues to build uh, for a lot of people as they watch uh, the media. And hopefully, uh, again, there was a life lost. Either way you look at it, I think everyone involved uh, regrets that a life was lost. And we uh, hope surely, and I know I say this for our staff out of Atlanta, Georgia, that we want uh, peace throughout this nation and healing done where everyone can be treated fairly in this nation. Dan, you have been uh, such a pleasure to speak with. You're a legal expert. We appreciate your perspective on this show. Tell us before you get out of here, how can our national listeners learn more about you and your popular radio talk show? I know it's a great one. Shana, if people want more talk about Ferguson, they could tune in tomorrow morning at 9.30 a.m. at blogtalkradio.com forward slash talkinlaw, T-A-L-K-I-N-L-A-W. I'm going to have Harvard Law Professor Alan Dershowitz who's going to help us further break down the Ferguson situation, and it's going to be a great show. blogtalkradio.com forward slash talkinlaw. Shana, thanks so much for having me. Thank you. It's been a pleasure, Dan. Keep sharing your information. Wow, what a show. It's a hot topic right now in the news. We're talking about Ferguson. We're talking about the fatal shooting and death of teenager Michael Brown, who was unarmed by a police officer that belonged to the Ferguson Police Force by the name of Darren Wilson. You know, uh, we're honored that you were with us tonight. Uh, You have to stay with us. We air every Tuesday night at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Do email the staff at Let's Talk America. 
by simply sending us an email to letstalkshana at gmail.com. If you're interested in your business, your nonprofit, or as an individual, being a sponsor on this national award-winning Family Universal Radio Talk Show, email us, certainly. Also, when you talk about communication, social media, we're out there. Uh, You can find us on any of your major social media outlets. If you're on Twitter, reach out to us by just simply finding S.S. Thornton. That's S.S. Thornton. Be certain to join us next Tuesday night. We have one powerful segment about saving our young men in the United States of America. We have a worldwide known youth advocate who will share his pearls of advice for everyone with young men, regardless of what color creed uh, these young men are. He gives some great life skill lessons about how to save our young men and allow them to be productive and excel in the future. You know, Real Talk for Real People, this is your family radio talk show. We cover the issues that matter to you. Keep in mind that we just had Dan on the show and we are appreciative of it, but all featured guests have their own opinions. Uh, Their opinions, their expressions do not necessarily reflect the views um, or the thoughts of any member of this staff, including me, and we're thankful for all of the experts that we have and the celebrity guests. Be certain to check out our brand new website by visiting www.letstalkamerica with shanathornton.com. Again, that's www.letstalkamerica with shanathornton.com. Everyone, we shall chat next week. You have to keep the conversation going because, of course, real conversation can lead to change. But we actually have to have the conversation to be sincere and real before that happens. Keep in mind that all content is original. Copyright 2014 by Thomas and Paget Enterprises, LLC. Remember, everyone, connect with us next Tuesday night at 730 p.m. You can call 914-803-4284 or visit our website. And of course, if you want a direct stream, that's www.blogtalkradio.com slash Shana Thornton. Take care, everyone, and awareness is key. The latest album from sensational jazz musician John H. Porter will simply inspire you. The album title, When the Sun Goes Down, is an original collection of modern jazz Music performed by the critically acclaimed John H. Porter. All music lovers will truly fall in love with every track which boldly possesses feeling and spirit. The album has been called a rare masterpiece that captures life itself. This album makes the perfect gift for a loved one or yourself. When the Sun Goes Down offers nine exceptional musical tracks that will simply amaze you. The album is on sale right now. Visit CDBaby.com, iTunes, or Amazon to purchase John H. Porter's latest album, When the Sun Goes Down. Hi there, everyone. It's Shana Thornton, host of your show, Let's Talk America, featured right here on the ever-popular Blog Talk Radio Network. You know, we really love our loyal listeners. Listen in right now as we have a few that wanted to provide some great feedback on the show. Ladies and gentlemen, make sure that you tune into the next show of Let's Talk America, diverse show where you hear all types of information that you can learn from different guests. An excellent show. Please tune in. Hi, I listen to the show every Tuesday and I love the show. Great host, wonderful material. Keep up the great work. Thanks. Tuesdays at 7.30 p.m., there's no other place to be but Let's Talk America with host Shana Thornton. Boy, I always learn something new from listening to that show. Great topics, great speakers, 
great show. Yeah, so now Let's Talk America is an excellent show, and I hope that you keep up the good work and give the, the show gives something for every generation. Please keep up the good work. Thank you. Hello, my name is Sherelle Boyce, and I've been recently listening to Let's Talk America with host Shana Thornton for the past few weeks, and I thoroughly enjoy the guest. Um, she has some very thought-provoking guest questions, and and it's been been really interesting and good, and I hope to continue to listen to her show throughout the rest of the year. Tune in with us every Tuesday night at 7.30 p.m. Stay connected. Simply stay empowered.